I'm Bridget Fettersey, and this is your dumpster fire for the week of August 25th to August 31st. Let's do this. We're trying something different. Thank you for your feedback. If the sound sucks, I blame you listeners. We got rid of the mic, and now we're doing this lovely love. I'm excited to be here with you again this week. We made it one week. We're all here, alive. Be grateful. Where are we starting? Mag? Let's see. From the Daily Wire, the Olive Garden was boycotted for supporting Trump's re-election. Yeah, the Olive Garden got called out by some rando on Twitter, just decided to tweet that the Olive Garden, we needed to boycott the Olive Garden because they were giving money to the Trump campaign. And then it went viral. So everybody was outraged and boycotting it. Can we stop? We need a boycott of boycotts around here because it's getting a little ridiculous, folks. And by the way, I always think when I hear these things being boycotted, whether you're burning your Nikes on YouTube or whether you're boycotting breadsticks, there are people in Hong Kong in the streets protesting for 13 weeks now against a totalitarian government. Maybe, maybe check your privilege. <laughs> I don't really mean that. I hate that phrase. But seriously, actually check your privilege. We're lucky here in America. We don't need to be boycotting breadsticks. Every time you want to boycott something, like hashtag boycott anything in America, think of, think of the people in Hong Kong and maybe, you know, take three or four steps back and instead retweet something about what's going on with them. And we're with you here at Team Fetacy. Hong Kong, if you're watching, support. Dior from The Guardian, Dior perfume ad featuring Johnny Depp criticized over Native American tropes. Video for Sauvage fragrance <laughs> has been called deeply offensive and racist, and the fashion brand has removed it from social media. What's with the, what's a, it's a French week again. Sauvage. <laughs> of course it's Johnny Depp too. Dior, why are you doing this? Who's doing this in 2019? By the way, I'm not outraged. I don't care. I just think anyone who's going to take Johnny Depp, who's already a target of being canceled, and I think he was canceled for, like, battery. spousal abuse or yeah. something. Yeah, battery. I don't know if this is true or not, allegedly, but he's already on the edge. And then we have uh, Dior, which has famously stepped in shit over and over again with their campaigns. And now, again, they come out with Sauvage, and they decide that this is what they need to go with. I was just laughing at the fact that they thought they could get away with this. It was down within an hour off social media. But people were like, no, they meant to do this. <laughs> Dior meant to do this. It's getting attention. Like it's 4D chess. Nobody's spending millions of dollars to make a couple of thousand dollars in cologne. Does anyone know how much these things cost? I want to know how much that campaign costs. Yeah, and especially how much they had to pay Johnny Depp. Oh, I know you're all distracted by my t-shirt. It says I'm 14. 
All right. Now that we've all settled that, not made by Dior. That is a fetacy T-shirt. This is fetacy because capitalism always wins. And while you're taking this commercial break to check out my cleavage and my T-shirt, hit the subscribe button. I've been told I need to remind you people because you don't know how YouTube works. And there's something about a bell. You need to ring the bell there's if a you bell. want email notifications. You want email because notifications. Because you never want to miss a moment when Bridget uploads a new video. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, flirting with, I'm flirting with the world. I love YouTube. I get to flirt with the whole world except for China. Get wrecked, China. You don't get to see me. Because y'all know what today is. Taco Tuesday. Ah, this is, I'm so cynical. I'm deeply jaded about this stuff. Never. Because it's Taco Taco Tuesday. We have LeBron James, and he is now trying to trademark Taco Tuesday, which he's been promoting these Taco Tuesday videos, and you think it's just him being cute and relatable, but oh no, the cynical part of me is that he's just been lying, lining it up so that he can lay claim to that expression, Taco Tuesday, which we've all been using. Taco Tuesday! Oh, sure. No one gets mad when LeBron James wants to trademark Taco Tuesday, but when I try and trademark Margarita Monday, I get called out for cultural appropriation. You know what culture I'm talking about. The Irish. Because <laughs> they're alcoholics, people. Keep up. And... Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> Speaking of which, capitalism always winning. What's the headline on that, Jay-Z? Jay-Z and, and the NFL announced a new apparel line to benefit social justice. Okay, again. I'm trying not to be cynical. Billionaires are going to billionaire after all, so I never fault anyone for making any money. But it was pretty funny that Jay-Z got in bed with the NFL, and then he was saying it was for social justice and a lot of people were skeptical about his motivations and I'm sure they're pure I'm sure they purely want to make money <laughs> <laughs> and now he's launching apparel which is fine but you know meanwhile Kaepernick's still benched and so people were kind of like yeah that's cool you basically co-opted Kaepernick's movement and now you're making money on it but hey Capitalism always wins. Billionaire's gonna billionaire. And don't forget to subscribe to yours truly. I hate that. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be successful at this. But we will have fun trying. The Washington Post reported Pumpkin Spice Wars, the Ugh. violent history behind your favorite Starbucks latte. PSL is back, and so is its connection to a centuries-old genocide. I mean, can we stop with this outrageous nonsense? of ev problematizing everything. I was saying online, it's like these journalists are like zombies must problematize everything. We must find a way to make water racist. How is everything, it's, it's, <laughs> it's critical theory. I just think it's insane because it's very clickbaity. It was actually a pretty historically accurate article about the slave trade. 
And that's fine. I have no problem with a history lesson about the slave trade and nutmeg and spices. What I do have a problem with is the A to C leap of, hey, pumping <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes are back and here's how they're connected to genocide. <laughs> I can't take this seriously. That's like a, a sentence out of straight out of the log line for a South Park. Cartman starts a movement because pumpkin spice latte is responsible for genocide or something. But he secretly just hates pumpkin spice lattes and wants to get them banned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should write it for our next South Park. Build a new South Park, they say. If you don't know, we wrote a South Park <laughs> 10 years ago. It only takes us 10 years to write a South crank Park. crank out a new one. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Who got canceled this week? Wah, wah, wah. Someone <laughs> called New York Times columnist Brett Stevens a bedbug, and oh Brett Stevens emailed them and CC'd their employer. Okay, I want to add a disclaimer. Dehumanizing people is part of the internet, but it is not something that I encourage ever. And I also don't want to minimize the fact that Brett Stevens gets tons of shit because he is constantly getting attacked by people who are anti-Semitic for being Jewish. So... That disclaimer aside, what the heck? I don't think getting called a bed bug is the worst thing in the world to be called. You would not last one day in any woman online's comments. I mean any woman, even a woman with like 10 followers, but women who are high profile. This is the Thunderdome, bitch. You guys are getting soft up there in your ivory towers at the New York Times with your butter hands <laughs> and you're not out down here duking it out, getting called every name in the book and getting rape threats and death threats and whatever else I get on a pretty regular basis. If I got called a bed bug, that's like a term of endearment where I come from, <laughs> coming from the internet and comments. I hear that and read that and I'm like, that means that he wants me in bed with him all the time, forever. And he wants me to go everywhere with him. He wants me to go to the movies, to the airplane, and to the hotels. <laughs> all the hotels where he goes. And if he wants to get rid of me, he needs to burn all of his things and move. You, you still won't be able to get rid of me even then. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. And still in canceled, we've and got still Dave canceled. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, the goat, dropped a comedy special. And of course, he's right over the target, though, Dave, because he was getting shit from conservatives and progressives. Hated it for different reasons. And to me, that signals that he's doing, he's right on it. You know, you, you take, take the most flack when you're over the target. And Dave definitely went after. The thing I love about Dave is that he'll draw you in and think that you're, he's on your side. And then the minute he does, he reverses it. And suddenly you're, you're like, what just happened? How did he trick me into agreeing with him and then not agreeing with him, but then laughing at whatever he, he's make? He's, the joke's on you the whole time. It's He's brilliant. The progressives had a lot of issues with him, kind of what they perceived as doubling down on his attack of certain groups of people that he attacked, apparently, in his last special, and felt that he was being very reactive. And I don't actually agree. I think that they say he sounds like a victim, but I think that Dave actually is, 
he's not a victim. He's on the attack. I hate it when people do this. They put you on the defense. They'll attack you. And then when you clap back or fight back, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why so defensive? Because you're attacking me. <laughs> and he has a podium. So obviously he's going to make jokes. He's going to get attacked for those jokes. And then he gets to get back up and clap back. That's what Dave did. I really think the tide is turning. This is, to me, it was a good thing because there were a couple of things that happened this week where I feel like common sense is fighting back. So we've been in this kind of politically correct People can't say anything. You're worried you're going to offend somebody or you'll say something, you know, make some joke at a barbecue and then it goes viral. And it seems like the comedians are starting to fight back against that. And Dave, if you look at what his, he was making fun of, he was kind of going after, he went after everyone's sacred cows, right and left. But in particular, when you talk about the tenets of woke or wokeism as the religion, which is essentially progressivism on steroids with the social justice element that has merged with critical theory. Now, this is complicated stuff, but for the sake of simplicity, there are certain sacred cows that you just can't speak out again or even joke about, not even speak out against, just joke about. Trans, LGBTQ, gun violence, the climate. He didn't really hit that one. Pedophilia. Sexual <laughs> so, assault, right? Sexual assault. Me too. Abortion. Abortion. These are things that generally you can't go after. And Dave systematically went down the list and basically took aim at all of them and made jokes about them. And I see this as progress because we have to be able to joke about these things. If there are things that you can't joke about, it is no longer a movement, it is dogma. And dogma is unbending. You can't, dogma means you need to obey. The intersection of free speech and comedy is fascinating for me. And comedians are always on the front lines of these culture wars. And they're used to being on the front lines pushing back against the conservatism and the prudes and the, and the language policing, and now that language policing and some of that prudishness is coming from the left. And because the left has had so much domination over this, the culture in terms of entertainment and comedy, they're not used to necessarily being attacked. I hope. I'm excited. I thought it was great. I thought he did a great job. I think he needs to do more. And I thought it was hilarious. And again, guys, why do you think you need to agree with everything? People would say things like, well, I didn't agree with all his jokes. Okay, I didn't agree with all his jokes. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to still laugh. You laugh when you're uncomfortable. Sometimes a joke will make me uncomfortable and I'll laugh just because it's awkward. And that's what you do. So just lighten up. Like, we're all just trying to get through the days here. And then there were all these think pieces, and I realized, like, my God, we are days away from a think piece or an article accusing Dave Chappelle of being a black, white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> Which circles completely back to his original pilot. It was the pilot episode of Chappelle Show, for those of you Gen Zers who don't know. That was his pilot, but what was even funnier was people in my mentions, and they were like, "This uh, he already wrote this he sketch. Made a, did you know that this already did exists? Did you know he already wrote this sketch? <laughs> like, that's the joke. I can't get mad about it, though. I have to just laugh it off. But then by the 10 millionth time, you're like, did you know he already wrote this sketch? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's the fucking joke. People, keep up. And then there's two specials that came out this week. But the BDE, 
big dick energy for those of you who don't know. That award goes to Andrew Schultz. If you have not become familiar with Andrew's work, I suggest you do. It's called Crowd Work. It might just be called Crowd Work. It's on YouTube. So go find Andrew on YouTube, Schultzy, and watch his special. And he goes after everybody. He's completely politically incorrect. Hold on one second. You really think this Mexican bitch don't want kids? I mean, I was howling. And again, not every joke I agree with. Not everything makes me, flatters me and makes me feel like a little clapping seal. Like, you're, you're affirming my worldview. You're making me feel like I'm right. You know, comedians are supposed to make you feel kind of grimy inside. They're supposed to find that shit that makes you uncomfortable. Push your edges, yeah. And push your edges and find where those edges are and be like, ah. I mean, that's the fun thing about working routines out on stage is you'll find somewhere and you're like, oh, that one makes everyone uncomfortable in the audience. <laughs> I've got something. Let's explore this. <laughs> and sprained my eyes news this week. Johnson & Johnson must pay over $572 million for its role in the Oklahoma o- opioid crisis because they failed to make it known that opioids were addictive. Right. <laughs> the attorney general of Oklahoma basically came at them and said the doctors were being tricked and they didn't know how addictive opioids were. Okay, I don't want a doctor that doesn't know opioids are addictive. I'm just saying. That's something I learned when I was like 12 years old in D.A.R.E. Do some homework, people. What are you, high on opioids? (laughs) In personal news, you guys got fetacy. You, my fans and haters, got fetacy into the Urban Dictionary. Thank you, whoever did this. I forget his name. We should give him a shout out. The definition of fetacy is now Googleable, Googleable. So thanks for that. We're gonna start a little uh, fun times here on <laughs> the dumpster fire, and I want you guys to send me examples of fetacy so that we can start learning together as a group. And I love when people send me examples of fetacies because you guys see things that I don't see out there, and they're everywhere now. So anytime you see something where a headline where you read it and you have to stop and ask yourself, is that an onion article? That's probably a fetacy. So this week's fetacy of the week was Tommy Lauren. It came out, and I was joking about this right when she launched her brand. I was like, I order you to make those clothes in America because Tommy launched her brand, and it's all pro-America. The whole thing was like, America, God, guns. Turns out, made in China. <laughs> Which, what was the headline that we had? Conservative TV host Tommy Lauren's line of patriot yoga pants are made in china that's a that's a perfect fantasy i mean it's it's beyond parody of course it's made in china because capitalism always wins and then the hero who got our name in the urban dictionary yes the hero the american <laughs> hero who got our name in the urban american. dictionary <laughs> <laughs> His name is Ole Nielsen. He's going to be American when I marry him. O-L-E-N-I-E-L-S-E-N. I'm not sure how you pronounce his first name. Scandinavian? I don't know. sounds like a... I'm just... It might just be like Ole. Well, anyway, Ole, whoever he is, he's apparently a yacht builder. 
So I'm going to have my yacht after all. Proof that we're living in a simulation. Jack got hacked. Right on the heels of everybody talking about the Dior controversy and everyone was getting their takes. And within seconds, suddenly Jack's account said hashtag N-word. And I was like, oh shit, everybody delete your DMs. Jack got hacked. And just to clarify it for anyone who doesn't know, Jack is. Jack Dorsey. He's the founder of Twitter. I was like feeling very secure on Twitter.com as it's like the head of Twitter's account is spewing all of this hate speech. Tom Guerra on Twitter. No one made a better joke than him. He said that this is what happens when your entire staff goes to Bernie Man for two weeks. (laughs) Which is 100% true. Where was I? What's going on? Sex robots with coding errors prone to violence, including strangling humans. (laughs) I called this, by the way. Let me just say, I called it. I think a couple months ago or February, I said, I just hope I live long enough to see a sex robot murder his client. (laughs) And now it's going to happen. This is what they found that these sex robots have coding errors and that they're prone to strangulation. This is how we end as a species, guys. I mean, honestly, if my last view on Earth is like a sex robot that's just gone rogue and is on a murder spree strangling me, I would be like, oh, I am panicking, but also like, this is kind of epic. What an epic way to go. If I get murdered, like, because some soccer mom is reaching for her phone so she can text a selfie to the pool boy that she's having an affair with, (laughs) blows through a red light, and smashes into me, I'll be pissed. But if I get murdered by a rogue sex bot... (laughs) Okay, all right. Troll-in-chief, every week we're going to have an example of our troll-in-chief. And this week, someone discovered that Trump's 404 error page is a picture of Hillary Clinton. This is that Simpsons mean, she's already dead! Stop, she's already dead! Just, why? And I'm smiling saying this because it's so funny. (laughs) It's mean, it's mean. It's cruel. And the cruelty is the point, but it's also kind of funny. (laughs) It's something like a 12-year-old would do. What broke me on the internet this week? A bunch of non-binary lesbians explaining how that's possible. I think it's sort of disingenuous to claim that you can't be both non-binary and a lesbian because you can definitely have an authentic lesbian experience as a non-binary person. Because for those of you who don't know, if you're non-binary, it means you don't identify as either male or female, and therefore, how can you be a lesbian if you're non-binary? And I have an answer for you. I don't care! I don't care. Stop talking about this, please. I identify as someone who doesn't care how you identify, or who you... <laughs> That's not really appropriate <laughs> in That's this not, oh. scenario. <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> Whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> however you're doing it, I don't care. 
No one cares. Stop. <laughs> Just stop with this nonsense. Just go be whatever you want to be. We don't want videos. We don't care. There is no label to describe a non-binary person being attracted to one binary gender. No one has more labels than people who hate labels. <sighs> you guys really do want Trump to win like seven terms, don't you? Oh, speaking of which, Donald Trump, if you're listening, which I know you are, you need to identify as female and then declare yourself the first female president. <laughs> Can you imagine? Brains would break all over the place. All over the world. Because first of all, it forces the left to, they have to play by their own rules. If everyone gets to identify however they want, that cannot exclude Trump. And it will break everyone's brain on the right too because they'll be like, whoa, what? This is like our God King, Alpha King male, and now he's a female president? This is, this is outrageous. <laughs> I mean, it's all about owning the libs for these guys. Nothing would own the libs, and I mean nothing, than Donald Trump identifying as female and declaring himself the first female president. Nothing. There would, it would literally break the internet and the world and reset the simulation and we'd all be free. It would break the world. Like, if he had all seriousness, is like, I'm the first female president. You if guys he does it, it's it. now your fault. You gave him the idea. <laughs> can you live with that can you bear the burden of that responsibility Bridget <laughs> I think if I simultaneously break everyone on the extreme left and MAGA's brains at once I'm willing to take that hit for humanity <laughs> well I think that's it like subscribe put some comments down there kids there's buttons bells pass it around like HPV pass it around like MTV alright <laughs> This has been your dumpster fire for the week of August 25th to August 31st. I'm Bridget Pettersee. Now make me rich.